0: must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic process.
1: And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
0: You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. And welcome to Great Men Back Then, where we talk about, you guessed it, great men. Specifically, great men from American history. I am your host, Lauren Scott. Now, I know what you may be thinking right now. How could it be possible that a college student could possibly judge the character of some of the men in our history and call them great? Especially when many of them had tremendous faults and made loads of mistakes. I mean, for crying out loud, more than half of our founding fathers owned slaves. My response to that would be this. Yes, many of the men in our history were flawed and made choices that were most definitely not commendable. But, I'm here to give you the facts. If we take a closer look into the lives of these men, we can better understand just where they're coming from. A lot of people we will focus on have lived through more tragedy and more grief than most people in the 21st century will ever know or understand. Wars, adultery, child loss, and illness all play into the effect of how a person lives their life and makes decisions. For greatness is not about the number of mistakes one makes, but the number of times one overcomes those mistakes and perseveres through hardships. Now, if you've listened to some of my previous episodes, then you know that for the past two months, I've been focusing on men from the World Wars. For the first four episodes, I focused on men from World War I, and then for the next three, I focused on men from World War II. And I'm sad to announce that today is my very last day focusing on men from the World Wars. And we'll be talking about a man from World War II. Um, I am a little sad in this chapter, I'm not going to lie. I love the World Wars. It's a really really beautiful time in history. It's a really sad time in history. Um, But studying this time period when I was in middle school is what made me realize why history is so important. It's like it, it kind of clicked with me. Um, I think it's just because that this time period wasn't that long ago. There are still people alive who fought in world war two and it makes it very personal to me. Uh, because even though I wasn't alive, they fought, this war essentially for me and for my kids and for my grandkids to enjoy what we enjoy every day. So this has been a really, um, special thing for me to do and for me to share and maybe you're not the biggest fan of the world wars and if that's the case you're in luck because we will be moving on to a different time in american history um but again i really just i i thought this was important to dedicate a whole series on this because as i've said in my previous episodes it is really easy to only view um, people in history as, uh, as that, as just historical figures and not as human beings. And I really think that is unfair because we may know that someone is famous and we may know the reason why they're famous, but do we really know anything else? Do we know anything about their character? Do we know about their struggles? And I think we owe it to them as human beings to study these things and to know those things. And with that being said, Today, we are talking about Jimmy Stewart. Many of you guys may recognize that name, and you may think of this phrase when I say his name.
1: Look, Daddy, teacher says, every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings.
0: That's right. He is the actor, uh, George Bailey, um, on It's a Wonderful Life. He plays George Bailey in that movie. And so many of you, I'm sure, could tell me that um, George Bailey was an actor. And I'm sure that many people would say, oh, he was attractive, he was handsome, he's a very recognizable person. And so of course most people know who Jimmy Stewart is, but did you know that he was born in a small town? Or that he struggled with PTSD? Or did you know that the last words that he spoke were words pertaining to his wife? His wife actually died three years before him. And the last words he spoke Where I'm going to be with Gloria now. So did did you know any of those things? And if the answer is no, then you are in luck because today's episode is going to be dedicated to diving into the life of Jimmy Stewart. But before we really jump into his life um, as a human being, I want to do a little trivia segment because if there's anything I love more than telling you, historical facts, it's asking people about historical facts. And so we're going to do a little trivia segment, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. With me today is Logan Washburn. He is a sophomore studying politics and journalism, and Logan has actually been joining me on the show a lot lately, which I really do appreciate. If you guys remember, he was on two episodes ago talking about his great-grandpa Gilbert. So uh, thank you, Logan, for always being so willing to come.
1: Thanks for having me on. I always appreciate it.
0: Of course. So, the first question I'm going to ask you about Jimmy Stewart, I'm going to ask you about his degree. So, he graduated from Princeton, but what degree did he graduate with?
1: I have no idea, but I feel like this is going to be a trick question. So it I'm It actually going to say is a trick question. It is. Kind okay. Of. Did he graduate with no degree?
0: Well, he did have a degree. However, he was an actor, so a lot of people think it was an acting degree, but mm-hmm. it was actually an architecture degree.
1: Interesting. Do you know anything about how he put that to use?
0: He actually never did. So, oh, wow. yeah, actually, after he um, graduated, he kind of dealt with depression. And so mm-hmm. he doubted if he would ever be able to get a job. And I'll go into this more later in the episode. So um, he decided to go in acting because I, I guess he thought he had a better chance at that than trade.
1: I think that's always interesting, the way that people's lives can take completely insane turns. And that's just something that I think is very interesting to note about his life, especially as we know him as this actor from this nostalgic movie that we all watch around Christmas.
0: Yeah, exactly. I completely agree with you, Logan. I'm gonna move on to some true or false questions now. Uh, So my first question for you, true or false. Stewart had family members before him that were very active in the military.
1: I want to say that that's true.
0: That actually is true. And I won't say too much about that now Mm -hmm. because I'm going to get into that later (laughs) on in the episode.
1: I don't know any details of that, but I want to say that sounds familiar.
0: True or false. Stuart grew up in a small town.
1: That has to be true.
0: That is true. Most people who are great grew up in small towns, in my unbiased opinion.
1: Absolutely. I would completely agree with that. Small towns seem to have a way of shaping character and i think that's sort of an interesting thing that this movie takes place in a small town like that with that sense of community where everyone knows each other and that's something that's very much lost today but it's something i really appreciate about this movie
0: yeah that's that's completely true and that's another interesting thing that i find with jimmy stewart and this movie is that i see a lot of parallels uh between george bailey And Jimmy Stewart. And I I just think that's really interesting. Absolutely. True or false? Jimmy Stewart loved music. True. That is true. And he actually had kind of a secret talent. He could play the accordion, but yeah. Not many people knew this about him, though.
1: Did he do that at one point in the movie? I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. I
0: don't think he did.
1: Okay. He just strikes me as the kind of guy who would do that. I'm not sure why, but (laughs) I don't know. He seems like someone who would enjoy instruments and expressing himself that way. So that's kind of an interesting fact about him.
0: Yes, exactly. True or false. Jimmy Stewart was not a womanizer
1: false i don't know i i want to assume that he was not a womanizer but the way that you asked that question has me wondering otherwise
0: you are correct that actually is false (laughs) um although he eventually did marry and settle down in his early acting days he was a bit of a womanizer which probably meant something a little different back then than it does now
1: absolutely
0: um but nonetheless um it would, yeah it was true wow yeah. actors
1: at that time seemed to be known for that and today i suppose it's worse in certain areas and it's gone much more away from tradition but it's kind of interesting to note that that's been a problem throughout the history of hollywood
0: yes exactly i think that's something also like, really important to note like you said and that's actually all the questions i have for you today logan so thank you so much for joining us on the show
1: Thank you so much for having me. I always enjoy these conversations.
0: It is because Jimmy Stewart left the comfort of his home to fight in World War II that I'm featuring him on my show, Great Men Back Then, on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Without further ado, let's jump into the rest of the life of Jimmy Stewart. Now, as I said earlier, he was born in a small town in Indiana with his loving parents and his two sisters. His family had a very close relationship growing up, which I think had a very um, big impact on Stuart. His mother uh, also had probably the biggest impact on him. She was very religious. He was raised in a Presbyterian household, and he was a religious churchgoer for most of his life. And she was very religious, and she instilled a lot of morals within him. And these morals were something that he would carry with him throughout his life. And something that I think is really important to note, because as we talk about him today, these morals are going to be coming up a lot. And so I think it's really important just to note that it started in the home with his mother and with his family being very supportive. And it just kind of shows how much the childhood impacts you as a person and in, in your entire life, essentially, Um, He eventually graduated from Princeton in 1932 with an architecture degree, um, but he never used it. And I kind of touched on this earlier during the trivia section, but it's kind of interesting why he never used it. He was really depressed and he struggled with a lot of doubt. And he didn't think he would ever be able to find a job in architecture. And so for whatever reason, he decided to go into acting. I guess he thought he would have a better chance of uh, scoring a good job in uh, that career field. And he was right, actually. Um, So he went into acting in 1932, and it only took him three years to make an appearance on Broadway in *Carry Nation. And so, as we can see, very successful from the start. Sometimes it takes people a lifetime to make it to Broadway. And it took... Stewart only three years um after he made this appearance on broadway he then signed a contract with mgm studios and from this moment he was a star and i think this is especially impressive considering that he did graduate with an architecture degree Um, he did participate in some shows and plays throughout high school and throughout college but Nothing nothing that could have quite prepared him for Broadway. So this really shows his natural talent and um, how he was just born for the TV screen. In 1940, he won Best Actor for the Philadelphia Story, which was a pretty big deal. And because of this, MGM Studios now had very big expectations for him. Uh, They wanted him to continue with his acting career and accept more roles and become more prominent, more prominent than he already was, even though he's probably one of the most famous American actors at the time. But despite these expectations that were laid out for him, Stewart, he enlisted in the United States Army. Um, because at the time, uh, World War II, it just broke out in 1939 and this upset a lot of people. MGM was not happy. Um, a lot of his coworkers were not happy. A lot of people in his life were upset. I mean, he just won a best actor award. You figured he would continue with this work. It's all he's really ever known. Um, but he decides to go the other way. And again, I think this goes back to his childhood and those strong morals that were instilled in him. Even though everybody was telling him to go one way in life, he decided to go the opposite direction because he knew in his heart that that was the right thing to do. And not only did these morals have a big influence on him to decide to enlist in the army but he also had a pretty big family history of serving in the military, which I mentioned earlier, but I'll go into more detail. His third great-grandfather actually served in the Revolutionary War, and then his maternal grandfather was a general for the Union in the Civil War, and even his own father served in World War One and the Spanish-American War. So it makes sense that he would want to enlist in the army and fight in the war uh, because he's very influenced by his ancestors and by the men before him and he wants to make them proud and he also loves this country and he realizes he needs to set acting aside for a little bit to take care of something of greater importance and something that'll have a lasting impact. So while he was serving in the war, he became a U.S. Army Air Force aviator, and he earned his second lieutenant commission early in 1942. And now his celebrity status made him uh, very popular, and so he was also assigned to train young soldiers and make them eager to fight. You know, I can imagine if I was a young soldier and I was being trained by uh, James Stewart, like the James Stewart, the actor, I would probably be a little excited <laughs> to fight in war uh, because if he was making it sound exciting, I would probably get excited about it. Now, however, Stewart was not satisfied with this. He wanted more. He wanted to do more for his countries. So with his ancestors in mind, he fought to do more. He now wanted to fly combat missions and in 1944, eager as ever to have more involvement in the war, he asked his commanding officer to transfer him to a unit deploying to Europe and this request was granted and Stewart was more than pleased. It is because Jimmy Stewart left the comfort of his home to fight in World War II that I am featuring him on my show, Great Men Back Then, on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. He was then sent to England as a captain and spent the next year flying B-24 Liberator bombers over Germany. Now, many people did not want Stewart flying over enemy territory. You know, he was a celebrity. He was kind of big stuff. We got to keep him safe. We want him to return home and do more movies. But Stewart said, no, I am going to do this. You can't stop me. And he did. He flew over enemy territory and he was very good at what he did. And every day he put himself at risk. A risk of death, risk of injury, an injury that could possibly scar his face and ruin his acting career, but he didn't care um, because he knew this was the right thing to do. And he was determined to be assigned to as many combat missions as he could, and he even went out of his way to make sure he was busy every second of the war. He loved his country, and he believed that this was his duty. This is what he owed to the nation. When the war ended, he was one of the most decorated soldiers to return home. He was awarded two Distinguished Flying Crosses and the Croix de Guerre. And he was also awarded by President Reagan the Medal of Freedom, which is the highest award that can be awarded to a civilian in the United States. Now, after the war he was a changed man and it was very sad. He was not the attractive man he once was because he had lost so much weight. He never slept. Um, when he did sleep, he had nightmares. And so he always looked sleep deprived. And this deeply affected his acting career. He was not happy. He was not the bright faced young man he once was. And many people actually believe that his acting career was just over. And this is until he was offered the role of George Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life. This movie focuses on real struggles and heartache. It focuses on depression and anxiety, broken families, and death of close friends. Stewart was not acting when the tears fell down his face in this movie. His emotions were real, and his words were real. He relates to George Bailey on a personal level. Perhaps that is what makes this movie so raw and beautiful, in my opinion. To know that Stewart did not return to a perfect celebrity life after the filming was over. And to know that he felt real pain. And to know that he was human, going through the same things as the common man. Now, I'd like to play a clip from the movie itself. And to explain the context a little, Clarence, George Bailey's guardian angel, has granted him the wish that he'd never been born. Bailey then sees what his life is like if he had never existed, and at the end of the movie, he decided that he wants to live again. Now, I want you to pay close attention to the emotion and grief in the relation to war.
1: Clarence! Clarence! Help me, Clarence! Get me back! Get me back! I don't care what
0: happens to me! Get me back to my wife and kids! Help me, Clarence, please! Please! I want to live again! I want to live again! I want to live again. Please, God, let me live again.
1: Hey, George! George! You all right? Hey, what's the matter? Now, get out of here, Berger. I'll hit you again.
0: Get out of here. What the Sam Hill you yelling for, George? You... George? Bert, you know me? Know you? <laughs> you kidding? I've been looking all over town trying to find you. I saw your car piled into that tree down there and I thought maybe you... Hey, your mouth's bleeding. Are you sure you're all right? What you... <sighs>
1: <laughs> My mouth's bleeding, Bert! My mouth's bleeding! Zuzu's pedals. Zuzu, there they are! What do you know
0: about that? Merry Christmas! Well, Merry Christmas. Merry! Merry! Yay! I absolutely love this part of the movie, and I think it is one of the most beautiful movies I have ever seen. And now, it is because Stewart was a man of honor and a man of integrity, and that he risked everything for his country and for the greater good that i argue he was a great man thank you for listening to great men back then where we talk about great men who shaped our nation into what it is today come back next week as we will talk about another great man in american history on great men back then with your host Lawrence scott on radio free hillsdale 101.7 fm